All right, this is Anthony Gibson once again, a.k.a. Gibby, or whatever you want to call me. People call me Ant. It depends on where you know me from. If you know me from church, you call me Ant. You know me from my job, you call me Gibby. You know me from what I do out there on the field, you call me Coach. So, either way, anyways, this is another segment of The Rant. And I'm going to try to keep it in between 5 to 10 minutes now. If you can, please let me know if this is too long, too short, or or too whatever. Because I only wanted to do five minutes last time. Then I realized that I talk a lot. I mean, when I say realize, I mean another realization. I know I talk a lot. I always try to dim it down. But I just want to make sure that I get the important topics out there. And talk about every part of it. Because I know that's what people want to hear. That's what I want to hear. And hopefully, you know, it bless someone. So, it's already been a minute in, and I haven't even started the topic yet. So, like I said, explain, text me, call me. Hey, do this next time. Hey, try this next time. Or, hey, I like it how it is. Go ahead. Man, go ahead. Do your thing. I appreciate you. All right. So, today's topic is going to be about faith. Woo! Man, this is a heavy topic. It really is because I could talk about this for days. So I'm going to try to um, narrow it down to about five to ten minutes. And once I see that I'm starting to talk too much and um, it's just too long, then I'm going to cut it off. Maybe we have a part two or something. All right. So faith usually. um, Well, also, before we get to that, um, like I told you before, I'm a teacher. So. When I teach, what I like to do is find out what people already know. I like them to tell me what they already know. Because a lot of people think uh, teachers are conventional uh, nowadays. This this is 21st century, okay? This is 2020. Teachers aren't like how they used to be. I know teachers like me, okay? So I'm not going to make you or, or tell you about every fact and date and things of that nature i'm more of a concept person i'm more of a concept person i'm more of what do you know and what can i add on to it and what you can utilize to look up because i'm a history major okay i'm a historian all right i know how to look up information make sure that it's uh as factual as possible that it's uh, prominent that it's information that's um essential to what we need or to what we want so now that I'm not speaking with anybody, I just got to tell you what I already know. All right. So we'll start off with faith. All right. Faith. Um, let's go biblical. All right. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I like that. It's exactly what faith means to, um, to me. I mean, to any Christian or any believer in God, that makes sense to me. All right. So, um... I'll go with another scripture. I'll go. I'll go with uh, faith. If you have faith as the size of a mustard seed, then you can move mountains. That's what the Bible says. Now, of course, that's contrary to what some people believe and things of that nature. Because, I mean, who who you know moved the mountain? Right. Exactly. Like, hold on, so that means nobody have enough faith on this earth because no mountains have been moved. How about this? A mustard seed supposedly is supposed to be the smallest seed in the world. 
And to be honest, I have no idea what it mean by mustard seed. I mean, when, when you're younger, you look at stuff literally. I'm like, mustard seed? Like, uh, mustard you put on ketchup, I mean, on uh, hot dogs and, you know, ketchup and uh, for y'all mayonnaise people, mayo and stuff like that. You know, that's what I thought when I was thinking about mustard seed, to be absolutely honest. But now, I, I, to be honest, I still kind of don't know. I could have looked it up, but I did it because I wanted it to be unfiltered, all right? I don't want to make it seem like I know this and I know that. And then um, you guys are under me or anything like that. It's not like that. So um, maybe it's talking about uh, mustard greens or something. I don't know. Collars. I don't know. But either way, if you have enough faith, which supposedly is supposed to be the, the smallest seed in the world, then you can move a mountain. Now, the reason why this is a problem is because, like I said before, no mountains have been literally moved. I mean, when I was younger, and when I say when I was younger, I mean like last year, like I was like, oh man, I have so much faith as, I got faith as a mustard seed, let me try to move my fan. Legit. I tried to move my fan with my mind. It didn't work. I was like, this is smaller than the mountain. (laughs) You get what I'm saying? So, what if the Bible, what if, what if the author didn't mean physically move a mountain? What if it was uh, fairly move a mountain or spiritually or, or something of that nature? Because that's very possible because you have different authors in the Bible and they write in different ways. Some are literal, some are poetic, some are exaggerated different ways. And it don't literally mean what you think it means all the time. Um, here go another example. Because I'm a literal, I used to be very, very literal, literal person. Um, like if it said it, then then I believed it to the full extent. And I didn't even, I was not able to comprehend the the um what the, what it was saying because I I was ignorant to be absolutely honest. So uh, for example, <laughs> I like using this for example. I told this in my class too. In the Bible, when they talks about someone um, dying, it says, oh, such and such uh, slept with their fathers and rested and blah, 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 this and blah, blah, that. Man, I was in high school reading this and I was on fire for God. Man, I was so on fire. I was putting scriptures up on my walls. I was um, talking to my friends uh, about God and um, I was celibate. I didn't have sex until I was 18. Now, trust me, I could have. Trust me, I, I, I ain't ugly. I could have. But I chose not to. Man, I was on fire for God. Like I was saying, I had great parents growing up. And they just made it me feel like if I had sex, I was going to die. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure they're going to hear this. But, man, they made me think that if I had sex, I was going to die. I was going to get AIDS. I was like all type of stuff. So, you know, I waited until I was 18. I mean, I was a jock. And uh, like I said, handsome. So, you know, it eventually happened. All right. So. Um, it talked about such a slip slept with their fathers and did this and that and that. Now, because of my ignorance, I literally thought like, oh, and y'all remember, I'm kind of colloquial because I'm from the hood. You know, I'm from California, Vallejo, California. All right. So when I was reading it, it said, oh, such a slept with their fathers. I know you guys are going to think I'm immature and I was and still am sometimes, but I thought that they were saying like, oh, this guy literally slept with his father. As in, oh, 
had, you know, intercourse with his father. And it's crazy because I was literal. Like I said, I read it literally. So I was like, oh my gosh. So there's a lot of gay people in the Bible. That's what I thought. So it's funny because um, this was in the Old Testament. And it said, I mean, one time I read a, a chapter and it was like, such a slept with their father, such a slept with the father, such a slept with the father. It was like 10 or 15 different people that slept with their fathers. And I took it literally. If it, after they didn't talk about them anymore, like they died. And so I was like, oh, I get it. Because, you know, I grew up in a, you know, a conventional church that, you know, hey, if you any way that we're not, then you're condemned to hell pretty much. Right. And so, um, I thought, oh, because they slept with their father and they were gay, they died because the Bible stopped talking about them. I want to ask, like, hey, did anybody else think that? But probably not because I am different. All right. But the good thing I like about me being different and, you know, I was ignorant and things like that is that God likes using people like that. Um, A lot of people believe that his disciples were actually uh, teenagers. That they were young because of whatever reasons, uh, researchers and historians looked up. I have I haven't done my research on that, but a lot of people believe that. A lot of people that um, I like listening to when it comes to preaching or teaching the Bible. And the reason they be- believe that is because of one of the first miracles that Jesus had, which is turning water to wine. And during that time, he asked his disciples and, you know, hey, to go to go ahead and uh, fill up the barrel or whatever, and then, then pour it in there and, you know, it's going to turn to wine. If you ask the old conventional saint or minister or or prophet or any of those other people that could have been there to do that, they would probably say, no, you're Jesus, you're young. We don't know that you're the son of God. You think you're the son of God and you tell us to do this. They would not have had enough faith to believe that that would happen. But because of the disciples who are young, they were too. How could I say this? Um, for lack of a better term, they were too, too ignorant or um, they didn't have the experience that the other ones had. So they didn't have anything to cloud their judgment. They just believe what Jesus said. And there's another part of the Bible that talks about that as well. He basically said that he used the um, basically the foolish things or, or foolish people of the world to confound the wise. Now, it's not necessarily like, oh, they're fool, they're stupid, but they're foolish. They're foolish enough to have enough faith to believe in what Jesus said. So that's why I meant early when I said, hey, I'm fine. God, God used people like me. You know, people who's too ignorant to understand this or, or or don't know what's going on because they don't have enough experience or 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 foolish. God used people like that. He don't use the people that believe they have it all and do this and do that. Go ahead and look it up yourself. All right. So I was on that topic for a long time. Um, I'm going to give you another example. One more example. Dang, it's 12 minutes. Wow. I didn't even get into what I wanted to talk about. Uh, we're going to have to make a number two. All right. So um, here's another example. There is a, a part in the Bible where I believe it's Joshua. Joshua fought the battle of Jericho. Yeah, I think that's what the song goes. And the walls came tumbling down. Yeah. 
Joshua fought the battle of Jericho. Walls came tumbling down. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, Joshua was fighting a battle. I believe that was him. Yeah, Joshua. And he asked God to keep the sun still so he can fight um, for a longer amount of time so he can win because the sun went down or if it became dark, then he would have lost the battle. All right, so the thing about this scripture is it it scares people and it scared me when I first read it. And the reason why is because like I said, I am literal at times and sometimes I could be completely logical like no, two plus two is four and that's it and there's no gray area. But guess what? There's gray areas in life, you guys. Okay? There's gray areas. And uh, that is, matter of fact, I think most of life is gray area. Alright, so the reason I was so scared is because um, in the scripture, and the minister brought this to my attention before um, when I used to go to Friendship Missionary Baptist Church in Vallejo, California. He asked God to keep the sun still. Now, at that time, um, obviously everybody probably uh, thought that the, the world was still flat. They also probably thought that we had a, it's called a geocentric, um, uh, yeah, it's called geocentric, all right, when it comes to uh, the planet. So that basically means all the world, um, the other planets, including the sun, orbit around the earth. Now we find out later, obviously, that's different. And now it's called heliocentric. And that was, and the reason I know this because I'm a historian, it, and that was um, founded by this guy named Kepler. I believe he was German. Uh, heliocentric. That's where everything orbits around the sun rather than orbits around the earth. So at this time, when this guy was writing the scriptures, and they're just basically saying whatever they interpret, whatever they see, uh, whatever uh, God put on their heart. So he was saying, hey, Joshua told God to keep the sun still because if you live on the earth, it looks like the sun is rotating around the earth. You wouldn't think, oh, I'm the one that's moving. Oh, it's not my problem. Oh, it's not me. It's the other thing. Okay, so so obviously everybody thought that the sun was rotating around the earth. So people like, um, like I said, more, more literal people and um, um, people who just don't really understand that the Bible is written by different authors and, and different types of writing, they would use this scripture to say that the whole Bible is false. If, the ho- if, if part of the Bible is false, then the entire Bible is false. Because he said, keep the sun still rather than say, hey, can you keep the earth still or, 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 or whatever, because that would make more sense rather than the sun stay still. If the sun kept still, the earth would still rotate around it and we would still have our day and night. But if you kept the earth still, then that make more sense because it will stop us from having night. Y'all get what I'm saying? If the earth stays still, it will stop us from having night. But the sun kept still, the earth would still rotate around the sun. And then it would not stop us from having night. So, like I said, um, people who's literal like I used to be would use this scripture to say that the whole Bible was false. However, like I said, the author was just interpreting this the way that he seen it. Okay, they're human too. All right. They're not perfect beings. So, 
that those were two examples um, that I gave about how I used to read literally when it came to uh, people say they slept with their fathers when it came to, oh, the sun stands still rather than the earth stands still or however those things go. Oh, man, it's 16 minutes. Uh, let me let me wrap this up and then I'll just make a number two. All right. So go back to faith. Faith. Substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Now, <laughs> this is funny. You ever try to argue with someone who have so much faith that it was just impossible to have any type of discussion with them? That was me. And I argued with other people that was like me. It's impossible. I'm telling you. Like, for example, with the uh, coronavirus going on or, or any of these things like, hey, man. Don't go outside. You're going to get sick. Uh, don't do this. Do that, that, that. Hey, I have faith as small as a mustard seed. If I can move a mountain, I can move the coronavirus. <laughs> and it's funny because I'm making fun of people like that. But I know people who know me looking at me like, bro, you act the same way. So when it comes to faith, it's usually faith versus logic. All right. So it's usually something that I'm hoping for, something I believe, my emotions, something I feel versus factual information. I'm I'm a black African-American. That's facts. My hairline is receding. That's facts. Uh, Two plus two is four. Those are facts. You can't argue that. There's no dispute. There's no gray area. However, when you have faith, you can argue that there's some gray area in that. But if you arguing with someone who has as much face as a, um, as a mustard seed, then you're arguing a losing battle. Faith versus logic. All right, so on my next um, recording, I'm going to talk about faith versus logic. Or I hope I'm going to talk about faith versus logic. I'll, I rant. Obviously, that's why I call these rants. So on the next one, um, I'm going to try to bring up some more information about faith versus logic um, and maybe some more scriptures. And we'll see how that go. Appreciate you listening to this. Um, sorry, it took about 18 minutes or, or 19 minutes, 20 minutes. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, please let me know what you like, what you dislike about this segment. And yes, it was obviously unscripted unfiltered i'm not changing anything um because i just like it like that unless you guys tell me i need to start changing some stuff and then we'll see i'll pray about it first good god first all right all right love you be safe keep god first and this is the rant